COVID just mash up we year. Welcome to the Style and Vibes podcast with me, Michaela. I'll be giving you the inside scoop on music, fashion, culture, and more from Caribbean celebrities and tastemakers across the globe, pushing our culture with authenticity and, of course, style and vibes. Welcome to another edition of the Style and Vibes podcast with yours truly, Michaela. I hope you guys are doing well. I know you guys really enjoyed last episode, so I'm going to keep it light this time, you know? For anyone tuning in who is new, welcome to the family. Make sure you guys check out styleandvibes.com and be sure to leave us a review because we know we need some top ranking things around here. So I thought this is a solo episode. I thought we are coming up on, you know, the end of 2020 and I am planning to take a bit of a break in December. Um, So I wanted, this isn't going to be a recap of 2020. That episode is going to be the last episode um, of this year, this season. And, uh, but I wanted to reflect on some of the trends that I predicted earlier this year for 2020. So, you know, before we get into it, I got to share what I'm styling on and vibe into. Now, as you guys know, the styling on and vibing to segment is definitely extended on our YouTube page. So make sure you guys head over there to subscribe and see the video of everything that I'm styling on and vibing to. But this week, I want you to check out Crayol, which is a Haitian American designer in Bloomingdale's and find out which album I am listening to and which one I like more, WizKid or Busta Rhymes. All that and more on our YouTube page, so make sure you guys check that out. I'll leave the link to that in our show notes. So we looked at six different trends for 2020 that I have predicted, and this is definitely pre-COVID. So I'm gonna go through each of them and really revisit them and see how that played out this year. Um, So the first one on my list was culture, talking about more festivals. I was definitely planning to see more festivals in 2020, but because of COVID, all of them went digital. You know, a lot of um, festivals that were planning, they they either canceled or they did do something and they did it digitally, seeing a lot of virtual concerts as well as performances, not only in the Caribbean space, but just across the board. But I really feel like a lot of R&B, hip-hop, dance hall like it kind of really paved the way for some of the other festivals that were happening and a lot of them started to cancel around like March and April and they weren't really sure what to do but I think you know just being at home everybody wanted to you know see something and do something we saw a lot of different brands take up doing a virtual concert um, which I think the people definitely enjoyed we've definitely seen a few um, Reggae Sumfest did a online version of their festival, as well as we've seen some pop-up festivals really do pretty well. Then you have people like Erica Badu, who kind of charged for their um, performances behind a paywall. And we're, we're, we saw a lot of that this year. So I do think, even though we didn't see more physical festivals, we definitely saw a lot digitally. And I think we were testing all of the technologies around creating festivals 
this year. So I think it's interesting and I don't think it's going to be going in a way, but I'm not doing predictions for 2021 in this episode, but um, I was kind of 50-50 on this. More festivals, but mostly digital. So my next two are definitely travel related. Um, I thought that there were going to be more experiences beyond resort life, COVID kind of mush up that. I thought there were also going to be more travel to Africa and COVID kind of mush up that too. So um, while there was a pullback on travel, I think we saw the travel industry really shift and change rather quickly. So there's definitely a group of people who do not want to travel. And then there are people who are willing to risk it. I don't know which one you guys fall into and I don't have any objections to either. You know, you have to take into account your own. I haven't done any traveling this year, especially because I have a family. So I want to make sure that they're okay. I think if you're single, you probably were able to kind of flex and move a bit. And if you did, you were able to stay on the resort at probably a discounted rate and and really enjoy because there were a fraction of the people. So I think people who did get to eventually travel, they did, you know, enjoy it a little bit, but they weren't really going beyond the resort too much. And if they were, they definitely weren't posting about it on social or anything like that, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. You're really just enjoying it. There are some countries who really required quarantine or you had to have certain travel restrictions in place. Um, So it really just depends, one, on your comfort level to travel and two, what the different country restrictions were. So definitely, you know, COVID kind of mash up them things there. So I saw it go. I feel like COVID just mash up the whole year. So all of my predictions is kind of, eh, they off. So my fourth one is about music being focused on regional success. And I don't know, I can't really evaluate that. Um, We did see music being released, not in the amounts that we would have expected to, but I think the quality of the music has been better in terms of what we've been hearing. Um, I do think it's not necessarily regional focus. It's just more quality focused. I think we heard um, a lot of pain and people using music as a tool to kind of get through the times. Um, and that wasn't necessarily regional um, in terms of releasing the music and when it, you know, dropped and how it sounded. I do think, you know, Black Lives Matter, the lyrical content, the energy kind of shifted a bit. And we'll definitely talk about that more in my 2020 recap episode. But I think I was kind of off on this one. But again, COVID just mush up everything. Just mush up everything. So my fifth one was also a music trend that I thought was going to um, come into fruition, which is the return of 90s dancehall sound. So in essence, I don't know that it's not all the way true because I think especially with the artists um, doing verses Beanie Man and Bounty Killer, that really resonated with a lot of people, not just people who enjoy dancehall music, but I think that that sound, you know, people are revisiting that sound again. And I thought that they were going to do that anyway, but I think those two on that particular platform really 
catapulted it and we started to hear some remixes and um, some samples from certain artists. So I thought that that was pretty good. I wanted to hear more. Um, so again, I would say the resurgence of the sound, yes. I didn't see as many veteran artists um, doing a whole lot, um, but they were kind of releasing music, but not necessarily of the 90s dancehall sound. But that energy of the dancehall in the 90s was definitely revisited. So I think I was on point a little bit with that one. So from a fashion perspective, the increase in e-commerce, especially for regional designers, I think that that was kind of on point. We saw a lot more designers actually flip to creating masks and promoting their brands locally, especially with, you know, shipping being either delayed or halted. Certain things weren't available. Everyone had to lean into what was available regionally. And so that allowed for a lot of different fashion houses or fashion brands to really step their game up from an e-commerce perspective. And not only that being more customer service focused on the social platforms that they do sell. So I think we still have a lot of the social shopping via DMs. Um, but what was interesting that I took part of in this year was the, and, I, and I'm seeing it a lot more on, on social is, you know, fashion houses and fashion brands are coming from behind their pictures and beautiful photo shoots and really selling their personalities and really digging into who they are as, as brands, as people behind the brands, sharing their stories, sharing their products online and really walking people through each of those pieces. When I did the collaboration with Fashion Arch, they were able to each display one, who they were, two, key products that they were selling. They personalized their discount. It was almost like a mini home shopping network, if that were, you know, a uh, a, a smaller version of it. And I really enjoyed it because a lot of times you don't always know the people behind the brands. And so it was really a great opportunity to get to see that. And not only have people been doing pop-up shops that are virtual, but now we're seeing brands sell directly in their Instagram feed by doing similar style videos, which I am loving. So it gives you to get, it get, you get a chance to be up close and personal somewhat with the products and they're being described by the people who created them. So I really enjoyed that. I told you this was a quick one. We're just revisiting the trends that I talked about earlier this year. I think the biggest thing is, I don't know if I was completely off and I don't know how it would have looked if COVID wasn't a thing, but I would say I'll take it, you know, a little bit 50-50. Some of the things that I did discuss did happen. We had a lot of festivals. They just went digital. Travel was kind of 50-50 depending on how comfortable people were, but definitely not in the droves that we would have thought. Um, music was definitely being released and trickled, and people were really focused on the content and the quality of what they were were releasing. The 90s sound didn't necessarily return holistically, but that energy is there, and I think we're going to see some build on that, hopefully. And of course, the fashion brands stepping up their e-commerce game. 2020 has been 
a trying year for so many people that there no one could have predicted anything like this happening. But you just roll with the punches and keep doing what you do. So until next time, later, me peeps. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Style and Vibes podcast. If you like what you hear, and I know you do, share it with your friends and family. If you want more, make sure you visit styleandvibes.com and follow us on our social channels, Twitter and Instagram at Style and Vibes. Until next time, Leah Tommy Peeps.